Welcome to this time of worship. And as we begin our worship, I wish you all a very happy new year. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we come together to worship you this day. And as we face this new year, we pray, journey with us always, especially through the dark and uncomfortable places and into places filled with hope and with new possibilities, into a place of light and of love. So may our worship reflect our love and trust in you this day and every day. Amen. Our first hymn is Love Came Down at Christmas, for love was indeed born at Christmas. Let us sing. Love did indeed come down at Christmas. We have celebrated Christmas Day, the birth of a special baby into the world, the Son of God, a child who grew into a man who we worship every day. So let us offer our prayers of adoration, of thanksgiving and confession to our Lord. Let us pray. God the Father, who calls us to set forth we worship and adore you. Christ the Son who journeys ever with us, we worship and adore you. Holy Spirit who inspires us for the road ahead, 
we worship and adore you. Amen. And our prayers of thanksgiving. By a heavenly sign you called them, those seekers who cross sands and rivers and rocky places to find you. We praise you for their example of perseverance within their pilgrimage to prove the truth of their observations. Lord, we thank you for calling us to the pilgrimage of this new year, for the journey we must make through it, for the inner journeys into our faith, our spirituality and the epiphanies they will bring. So we set forth in faith, led ever by the light of Christ. Amen. And our prayers of confession. Lord, we are dwellers in the darkness and often content to stay there. We confess that we are not always seekers after signs, nor do we actively pursue your guiding light. We fail to raise our eyes from the murk of our existence in order to see the miraculous signs and wonders in which your world abounds. Forgive us for dwelling on the darkness of our lives. For we lift our gaze to you, O Lord. Let your star blaze anew in our vision, that we may follow where you lead, with our hope rekindled and our strength renewed. Amen. And we are blessed with an assurance of forgiveness. Lord God, into our darkness, lighten our lives and our world with hope. Jesus, reach out your hand and raise us up. Holy Spirit, bind us in the active forgiveness that encourages, inspires and urges us onwards. Thanks be to God for his forgiving grace within our lives. Amen. We come together to sing once more, brightest and best of the sons of the morning. Let us sing.
Steve will now lead us in the readings from the Old Testament and the Gospel. The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 6. The Glory of Zion Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels from Midian and Ephah, and all from Sheba will come bearing gold and incense, and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, the Magi visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, Where is the Messiah to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
we heard Steve reading from the Gospel of Matthew. We come now together to sing of the journey of those wise men. We free kings of Orient are.
a very happy new year to you all. Another year is underway and what it will entail has yet to unfold. Through all the years of our individual life's journeys, we will each have experienced both good and bad times. Even so, as another year begins, we wish each other a happy, healthy and joy-filled new year. And we hope it will be just that, happy, healthy and joy-filled. Life is a continual journey and what we hope for and what we get can often be completely different things. And nothing changes. When we look into the reading we heard from Isaiah, we know that the people of Israel had been having a series of bad years. They had been taken captive by the Babylonians and were in a period of exile. They felt far from their homeland and far from God. God who they used to go to worship in the temple in Jerusalem, a temple that had now been destroyed. I wonder if they thought, where would God find a home now? How could he be with them when they were so far from home themselves? Yet God was still with them. Though they had been forced on a journey to a faraway place, God continued to communicate through his people, the prophets. Isaiah was one such prophet. In this reading, Isaiah was speaking of a time to come, a time to look forward to. The people who spoke to were afraid and vulnerable. They were living in fear in a strange country. And they were told that a time of darkness was covering the peoples of the earth and they were feeling these dark times. Yet Isaiah's message was one of hope. In it, there was a different and better future for people to have. A time would come when the Lord would rise up and his glory and light would cover the people. The light of God would shine outwards, gathering people together, returning them to their homeland, out of exile and back into the presence and love of God. The people are promised that one day kings of nations will come bearing gifts, rich gifts of gold and frankincense. Also, they would have herds of camels. And camels at that time were a sign of great wealth, so they felt they would be a rich community once more. We can now look at this message and link it with God's gift of Jesus come into our world. Jesus being the promised light that would shine in the darkness of sin, cleansing and purifying God's people. The kings who came bringing gifts of gold and frankincense, travelling on camels, we see as the journeying wise men who came from foreign countries to visit the baby Jesus, welcoming God's promised saviour into the world. Matthew also wrote about the journey of the Magi. These were foreign visitors who were full of knowledge and rich in wealth. They were Magi, learned men possibly mistaken as kings because of their appearance. These men had travelled from distant lands searching for a baby born a king in order to give him those same gifts of gold and frankincense. But with one exception, they also gave the gift of myrrh. Matthew tells us that they found the baby Jesus and gave, gave him the gifts. Their journey wasn't without mishap. 
In fact, they made one big mistake on their journey. Expecting a king, they went first to the palace of Herod and told him they were seeking the new king of the Jews, who, according to all the signs, had been born. These wise men knew of the promise of God, had heard of the prophecies which had been passed down through the generations, and had recognised the signs and followed the star. They, however, made an assumption. The assumption was that a king would be a child of a king and therefore born in a palace. Instead, they found that God's child, the king of the Jews, was born in a stable. His parents were a young Jewish girl and her husband, an older carpenter, both from the line of King David. God showed the Magi he doesn't always work in the ways expected by people. There is a story I often tell at this time of year. It is written by Joy Swartley Sawaski, I can't say her name, Sawaski. And she wrote a short story concerning a fourth wise man. And I admit I've shortened the story a little shorter. Artaban was a median, a priest of the Magi and a king in his own right. He was a man considered by his friends as a scientist. This man was due to go on a journey with the other wise men to see the newborn king of the Jews. He saw the signs that there had long been a waiting for. Selling everything he owned, he brought three great gems to be presented as gifts to the newborn king, a sapphire, a ruby and an opal. With these gems, he set out on the journey to meet his friends. He started out with good intentions, only his journey didn't go to plan. They had arranged a time and place to meet up in order to travel safely together. Only time was short. The first obstacle that Artiban came across was that of finding a poor man near to death in the desert. He faced a choice. Did he leave this man in order to continue on his quest, knowing the man would surely die? Or did he stay to help? Artiban chose to stay. Staying through the night, he gave water, medicinal herbs and food until the man was strong enough to look after himself. In gratitude, the man, a Hebrew, told him that the baby was not to be found in Jerusalem. Instead, the prophecies said he would be born in Bethlehem. Arriving at the meeting place, he discovered he was too late. His friends had left without him. He decided to try and catch them up, only he needed more provisions. So he returned to Babylon and sold his sapphire in order to buy the provisions he needed. His journey began again and he arrived at last in Bethlehem, only to find he was once again too late. He met a woman with a baby boy and she told him that the Magi had already visited a couple called Mary and Joseph with their baby boy. They had presented the baby with their gifts and had departed, as had the couple and their child. This lady invited Artaban to stay for a meal. Whilst he was there, an uproar occurred throughout the town. Soldiers were entering all the houses and killing all the baby boys. The woman appealed to Artiban, save my child. Artiban stood in the doorway so the soldiers could not see inside. He told them that he was alone and gave the captain his ruby, saying he did not want to be disturbed. 
the greedy captain took the gem and his soldiers did not enter. Artaban prayed a prayer of apology to God for lying. The woman, however, prayed a prayer of blessing upon him. Artaban had missed his opportunity, but it did not stop his quest. He travelled around for years, looking for the baby, then the boy, and finally for a man. Thirty-three years later, an old man nigh, Artaban arrived in Jerusalem at the time of Passover. He had heard the story of a man about to be crucified alongside two criminals, a man named Jesus who had taught about God and had helped others. Artaban wondered if this was the man he had been looking for and he headed towards the hill of Golgotha to find out. On his way, he again met with trouble. A young girl was being dragged away by some soldiers. Her father, a magi, had died in debt and she was being seized to be sold to pay for those debts. Once again, Artaban was torn. He only had a short distance to go in order to see the man he wanted to give his last and only gift to. Instead, he chose to give the soldiers his final gem, the opal, as a payment for the debts, therefore freeing the girl from her bondage. At that same moment, the sky blackened. The earth began to shake. Stones began to fall upon them. Artaban protected the girl only to be hit and crushed by the rocks. With his dying breath, the girl heard him as if in prayer. Not so, my lord, for when did I see you? She heard the faint response. Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these, you have done it unto me. She noticed a calm radiance of wonder and joy upon the pale face of Artaban, and one long last breath of relief exiled gently from his lips. His journey was ended. His treasures were accepted. The other wise men had found the king. I chose this story because it is, it is not a story of Artaban's failure. It is one of him continually trying to do what he set out to do, only to find other things kept getting in the way. His aim was to give his gift to the newborn king. He never failed. His choices were simply not what he expected or aimed towards. I use the story of the fourth wise man because it tells me we may not always succeed the way we intend to in life. It is how we treat others on a journey through life that is the most important thing. Each and every day of life is a part of our personal journey. God can choose pe the people he wants to travel into the unknown. This travelling into the unknown does not always involve physical travel, but can be a learning part of life's journey. We can all find that at some time or another we set out to do certain tasks, only to find that other things get in the way, and we find we have other choices to make. My own journey to be a preacher started with God's call to me in 1997. It was a long journey of stops and starts, a journey of development and change. I finally became accredited in November 2015, which was 18 years later. My journey towards becoming a local preacher ended then. However, my journey as a preacher still continues this day. 
I don't know about you, but I constantly find things getting in the way of what I set out to do. Maybe I'm just easily distracted. Or maybe I try to be open to whatever else is in front of me. Throughout the years, all of us will have faced different journeys. Maybe times that things didn't go as expected. I believe in life, no matter our age or ability, that we still have journeys to face and challenges to meet. Journeys where we feel God wants us to travel or to do things we feel want God wants us to do. Maybe sometimes we don't even recognise God in our choices or in our journeying, though he is ever with us. Our life's journey, wherever it may lead, is hopefully one of exploring God's will, of living in that light that was spoken of in the Isaiah reading. For I believe that that is the light of Jesus. It is the start of another year, new year. The last two years have been extremely challenging for people here and throughout the world. Yet we still look forward in hope to a better year ahead. Many people start the year by making a resolution, even though there is possi the possibility that they will fail. Yet they continue to try year on year. Whatever choices we make or journeys we face this year, may we always travel in the light and strength of Jesus. The kings or wise men journeyed from far and wide to give their gifts to the new king. What gifts do you offer to Jesus? May our gifts be the gifts of our hearts. Amen. Our God, heavens cannot hold him nor the earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to reign. We come together to sing in the bleak midwinter.
Steve will now lead us in our prayers for others in the world around us. We come now to our prayers for the world, for others and for ourselves. Let us pray. Lord, we pray for our world with all its troubles. We pray for people who are displaced from their homes through war or natural disasters. For those who struggle to survive and who no longer know where they belong or where they are going. We pray that they might know your light of hope in their lives. We pray for our community, our family, workmates, our friends, those we know well and those we know a little or not at all. With all of the anxieties within our society and within families, we pray that they might know your light of hope in their lives. We pray for those who suffer turmoil of mind or spirit, who are in physical or mental pain. We pray that they may be strengthened to withstand all that life throws at them, that they might be open to receive your healing. We pray that they might know your light of hope in their lives. We pray for those whose journey on earth has ended and those who are coming close to the end of their journey. We think especially of the family of Jean Armstrong the family of Nigel Mountford and on the wider stage we give thanks and support the family of Archbishop Desmond Tutu and all of those others known to us and not known. We pray for those who walk alongside the dying and the bereaved, and not only share their pain and suffering, but have their own sense of emptiness and loss. We pray that they might know your light of hope in their lives. And at the start of this new year, we pray for ourselves that we might continue to recognise your presence as we journey through the life that you give to us with your light of hope in our lives. Amen. And we unite our prayers as we say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. As our worship is coming to a close, we come to sing of the gladness we have. We sing, as with gladness, men of old. journeys through life and only God knows where the road we follow will lead. We pray Lord give us strength to follow your way 
and places to rest when we feel tired. Give us eyes to see unexpected wonders and ears to listen to those who travel with us. Lead us all the way to our journey's end until we see you face to face. Be with us always, we pray. Amen.